Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fitbit Pod. My name is Ben Lomas. I've done my meditation for today. And sitting opposite me is my meditation guru, the one and only Durek Jaisinger. <laughs> Hello, Ben. I never realized I was a meditation guru, considering we've never done the same meditation technique. But no. it's funny that you mentioned meditation, because our guest uh, who is in today is someone I want to talk very uh, much about meditation and mindfulness. He's a very, very funny stand-up comedian. Uh, you would have seen his uh, uh, stuff on uh, Have You Been Paying Attention? Uh, yes. Please welcome to Fitbit Pod, Ivan Aristegueta. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. No, Thank you. you always start with Spanish. Hola, mi gente bella. The Fit Pod. <laughs> ¿Cómo están? Come, bien. Bien, hoy. Hey, hoy. You're right yeah. there. Yeah. Sorry. Like, Do you know taco. CPR, Ivan? Yeah, yeah. I think my podcast oh, mate is about to have He's a stroke. Choking. I, was, I don't know. I don't know much Spanish. Do you know much Spanish? No, no. Yeah. I know paella uh, <laughs> and chorizo. Chorizo, chorizo, <laughs> chorizo. Yeah, you got to put the chorizo. Put the th, th, the, the th. th. I can only do Barcelona. Barcelona. <laughs> Ivan, we have so many threads to cover off. You're originally from Venezuela. You came to Australia. You started doing comedy in a different language sí, for señor. you for the first time. You wore a you, hat on stage. There's so much we need to Not anymore. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you are an amazing dancer. You have been through divorces. We, you have ticks and you've done TM. And there's yes. so many threads that me and Ivan have to try and cross off in what is effectively 50 minutes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So let's start with that. When did you move from Venezuela to Australia? I moved to Venezuela, from Venezuela to Australia, January 12, 2012. 2012. So, so not even uh, 10 years yet. Uh, no, 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 not yet. Wow, but soon to be eight years. That must fucking amazing coming to a different country like Australia, from a third world country like Venezuela, to then establish yourself as a comedian, well known and beloved. You know, it's quite a fucking. Let's clap it out. Thank you. Thank you. Living the dream. I mean, yes, I not, am. Not, I to, am. Not, to, not to, not to, not to. Hopefully, this is not speaking outside school. But you've bought property off the back of that. Yes, <laughs> I know. Comedian. Show me the money with a little help of my mom. But yes, <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. That's, that still is really awesome, though. Yeah. Uh, tell Ben what you uh, your expertise in before comedies. I was saving it for the pod. Oh, you, you have no idea. No, no, no. Oh, I, I, I used to be a brewmaster. A brewmaster. Yes. So you make brooms? Uh, no, no brew. you fucking. <laughs> I make brewmaster. Are you making fun of my lang of my accent? No, no. Brewmaster. I used to brew beer. Ah, oh, so you mean brew? <laughs> <laughs> fucking brew, broom, I am. Yeah, I am. I am Harry Potter. I am a brewmaster. <laughs> And how positive was I? Brooms. That's great. <laughs> he comes from a third world country. Of it, course they make brooms. It must be That's a tradition. That's how they get around in Venezuela. <laughs> with brooms. Oh, my God. Uh, they uh, can't uh, afford vacuum cleaners. A, a brew master. So you yeah. brew beer. Yes, I did. So I, I studied food technology. And then after that, I did a master in brewing and malting. In Spain. Well, now if you Food finish with the malt, what do you need? You've got to sweep it up. <laughs> yeah. <and laughs> That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Old school brewing, yeah. I'm, I'm quite fascinated. There is a comeback. It's hipster brewing, yeah. The, the, yeah. yeah. Brooming. Because how do you feel about that? Because if you've got the skills and knowledge, like yeah. like I did a gig, oh, I don't know, it was out somewhere in Victoria where the guy had started his own brewery, knew nothing. 
absolutely nothing about brewing yeah. beer. Set up the bar, set up the brewery, sent some guy from New Zealand to come over that he paid full time to brew beer. That was the brewmaster, yeah. and then off he goes. I, 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 well, there, there's so many great beers at the moment, and and that's the thing. When when you started brewing to to work in a big company, you pretty much study how to do the same thing all the time like yeah, how to yeah. make so it's a lot of uh, uh, a lot of analysis and a lot of uh, computers and, and and automation and it's nothing like the real i think the the the, the microbreweries and the small breweries they're actually making better beer because they get it's about the taste of the beer. It's and about the love. And yeah, yeah. It's not about just selling liters of beer mm-hmm. uh, with the same standard and 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 following regulations and th- and, and and market rules. I, th- what? I think the the idea is I have friends who set up their own little brewing company, and yeah. it was called I think it was called the Black Bee. I think it was. Uh, no, the Black Wasp. Okay. And but what happens is it was four of them in a double garage. Uh, like double garage, and, and they really got into it. And they both probably spent about $5,000 each. So 20000 to set up the full thing in the double garage. And every weekend they'd get together and they brewed all their beer for each yeah. other's weddings. And it is Beautiful. arguably the, some of the nicest beer I've ever had in my life. Ag- also, the bonus is when you brew it and it is so pure, no hangover the next day. Phenomenal stuff. Like it was so pure, so delicious, and so clean the beer. But then they would reach that point where, like, the next step from brewing it like that is to go to the quarter of a million brewery, exactly. like in a small, like little, like and, little factory. And, and then you have to. So these guys, I'm pretty sure that every single batch was different, and that's the thing you study. You study yeah. how to make the same batch the same, yeah, exactly yeah. the same. And what's a food technology? Food technology, it's it's. We got it here in Australia. It, <laughs> I know, but what is it? Yeah, so you 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 study uh, uh, food in an industrial uh, kind of like making big things, mass production, yeah. mass production. So it's it's about uh, um, uh, quality control and productivity. So it's nothing yeah. to do with the like. Doesn't automatically make you a better chef or anything like that. Not oh, no. at all. Not, not at all. all. But you, you, you would know you, the you basics. You have an understanding. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So you have a, a, a bigger understanding of food. You have a, a bit of a biochemistry, a more and, macro and, level. Yeah, yeah. A bi- micro, mi- micro, micro. Actually. Yeah, yeah, microbiology, yeah, right. biochemistry. So you know the reactions. You know, like why things happen when you're cooking. And and ah. yeah, yeah. Because a friend of mine studied that in high school. So he didn't want to do VCE. He wanted to. Do, I think it's called VCAL. So it's sort of setting you up to then move into the food technology. Thing. Yeah, but I remember in year eleven looking at his textbook, and there was a chapter on how to assemble a sandwich. <laughs> and I remember I was like, he, and right now there. he works in Subway, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, but it was like, put the two breads on the plank of wood at approximately three centimeters apart. <laughs> really? Yeah, wow. it was it was like wow. quite detailed. And like, and then but then you know, and then he worked into then you go into food technology, and then from there you can then maybe go to apprentices as a ship. Yes, there's a lot of avenues to go once you've done that. But what, what, for example, when I was a kid, I always asked myself, I was a weird kid with, with food, like I see a can of tuna and mm. I was like, how the hell this gets inside of this and mm. how, how is it made? Because I can see my mum cooks fresh tuna and doesn't look like this. Yeah. How, yeah, yeah. how what's happening Why here? Why is it and brown? I, yeah. Yeah. What is it brown? Why is that color? Why is that texture? And that shape. Yeah. Uh, um, and I, I see the pantry at home when I was a kid. How these things come here? How, how pasta is made? How yeah, rice? Why is are there packaged? so many brooms in the pantry? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So this is what I was leaning to. Is I think of all my mates, you might be the best cook. Whoa. I think. I think I have heard things because about. you you put up a feed in Adelaide when I was there for the yeah. fringe one day at the end of the. Oh my God, puppy. 
It yes. was. Oh, my I love God. cooking. I still. So this is you. You're so good at it. And you love it. You you bring the same amount of love and passion when you talk about food. You talk about food on stage. You did a whole show about mangoes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you talk about it as passionately as I do, but you're so much fitter. <laughs> <laughs> how does how does someone fetishize food as much as I do and not be a fat cat? I I think I've got the answer for that. I I've been thinking a lot about this, and um, there's a question that people ask me like, "How come are you not massive?" And I generally think I love cooking more than I love eating. All right, like That's I can I can I can spend all day thinking, and I this is this is not exaggerating. Like I I wake up. And and my Facebook and Instagram feed is about watching cooking videos and cooking shows. Right. And I go back to bed thinking about that. And and, and so like and me with Instagram models, probably. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I I I can plan like if if you're coming, I don't know. Let's plan. You guys are coming over for food, and I go. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'll I'll spend every single day planning ahead. <laughs> it's funny, cause, and, but have you always like so? Because I like the concept of, of that you wake up in the morning and that you that the excitement of even getting the the ingredients, uh, getting ready to yes. prepare, deciding what you do that that it becomes it, arguably a, an a day a day event. Yes. So in that process of thinking about it and that you love the cooking, it, do you like doing it on your own? Do you like doing it with other people, or is it just that the process is that is is that something you just it brings you genuine joy? It brings me genuine, like gen, like mm. it's. I'm having the best time of my life. Yeah, it's my you're, my hobby, but that I get to do every day. Yeah, you're the, you're okay, the that's antithesis. He's the antithesis of me. Like I yeah. haven't cooked in two years. Yeah, because for me the process is exhausting, and I think the process is not fun for me because I know the result is so shit, which is the alternative to my, say, comedy when I started. Even though yeah. I was a shit performer when I started, the process was so exciting. Inevitably, I got better at comedy because I kept showing up for the process. Yeah. For me, the problem with cooking is like, I don't even really like the steps involved. I love them. I love, I, like, like for me, the, the, the organizing, that's why I bought a place. I bought a place so I can cook for friends and have them over. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's it. I bought a place because so you're I'm, needy. That's the point. I am. <laughs> I, I, I am a feeder. I am a feeder. Uh, you just um, want people I, to like I, you by feeding them. Rock up to their house. Yeah. There's a lot of big people. Because yeah. <laughs> I stayed a lot of, uh, uh, for four years. I was I was uh, a gypsy, so yeah. I, I didn't have a fixed address for four years. I was I was staying everywhere. So I'm showing people who accommodated me. How you're supposed to treat your guest, okay? Yeah, yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because people, um, you know, um, it's different in Australia, isn't it? Yeah, it is different. It is different. Because <laughs> you actually had a solid four years, which I want to talk about that effect of it on your mental health a little bit later. But that that you were living off a suitcase, basically. Yeah, you didn't yeah. have a like, I think that's, paella. I think that's pretty exciting. But four years. Four years, yeah. On the road. I was going nuts. Yeah. yeah I, I would like to understand. I think two we'll years get... is enough. Two years was great for Dude. the experience because it, 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 I've, I've learned to live with nothing. Like just um, Talking about uh, mental health, um, at the beginning, cause it, it was right after a divorce. So mm-hmm. The relationship was, uh, I, I was in a relationship for 16 years. Yeah. Six, 16 years. 16 years. How yeah. old were um, you when, in, when you started? 19. 19, and you split at 35. So that's 30. a significant portion yeah. of your adult life that was yeah, with yeah, this yeah. person. <gasps> One of my favorite lines from when you talked about that in your stand-up was that moment when you realize being alone the things that need to change. And one of the things was the... Um, How to apply sunscreen on your back without any help. 
that. <laughs> it's so true. Something you'd never think of never. because you know, yeah, someone has always been there to put the sunscreen on your back. Well, I, yeah. I, this just uh, this just reminded me. I think the first time we met yeah. was soon after the breakup, and it was the first time I did Perth. Yeah. And you were backstage. I think I'm not talking out of school, but we just got to know each other. We had mutual friends, which I think we were talking about Dill, actually. And then and then you were like, you know, it's been a messy breakup. It's still a bit raw. I'm on the road, but it's okay. And then you started to get a bit emotional about it. On stage? No, 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 backstage. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, God, like I, I don't know him. How is, <laughs> how is he going to go on stage? And then you just went out and did the Akadaka song <laughs> to what can I give is, is people trying not to give you a standing ovation. But the switch, that's what I, I couldn't believe it. That was the first time I saw showbiz lights actually affect someone uh, because it was just like you were really emotional saying it was really tough. And because and I remember because yeah. it just triggered when you were like 16 years, 80, 90. That's kind of when my partner, we got a bit together yeah. a bit earlier, but then yeah. it was like 30, 35, 35. That's when we decided to think about maybe children after a breakup and getting back together. Yeah. But you were just so emotional and you could still see the rawness in you. Yeah. But then to be able to flick the switch on. And just go out there. It's the best place on earth. Yeah, it was amazing. I I could heard about it, but I'd never seen the actual physicality of the emotion. Like you were, you know, you're a man who wears his heart on his sleeve. Yeah. And that's what I've heard from your closer friends. But to see you, like I didn't know you, but for you to openly talk about long term relationships, that's how we connected. And then you to go, oh, bang. And then just come out because I was like, like, because I don't think you wanted to close on that, but the organizer yeah. really wanted yeah. to. Close <laughs> yeah, on that's a typical. Like, you got to do it. You got to. You got to do it. Akadaka with maracas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just sounds good. It's yeah. nice. Sounds but it um, destroyed. At the time, my brother lived in Perth, so I went there and I stayed like uh, two or three weeks because I needed to be with my family. Yeah, and it was very. I w- you got me in one of the worst moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, the and, vulnerability because I'd yeah, never. Yeah, yeah. For, for someone who we just met and when you started openly, like just tearing up because yeah. it was still raw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but then to just again, I, I that's one of those moments where I was like the, the before the showbiz lights. It, mm-hmm. Yeah, it happened. Um, I was I was on fight or flight mode in my life, yes. in my personal life, and being on stage was the running, right? Escaping this, yeah, the escaping out of, and it was where I needed to be. But I've had moments, and I, I'm pretty sure you guys you, you've experienced this when your life is good, and then you get to do a corporate gig. Uh-huh. And then the corporate gig <laughs> is is what it's putting you on fight or flight and getting off the stage is the running. Oh, right, right. That was last Wednesday in Sydney for me. <laughs> I yeah. saw a lot of disappointed faces. Yeah, so yeah. I've I've had anxiety attacks and and big ones. Um both of them has have been right after corporate shows. Ah. With with face twitches and body spasms and crying and Wanting to run and punch a tree or a or a wall, not a person, just something. Because you hate vegetarianism, you just want to punch a tree. A tree. I hate breathing fresh. And so, have you now recognized the signs before it kicks in? Yes. What do you have as coping mechanisms for when you know the signs are coming? Uh, so um, the signs are uh, in, in my particular case are the the spasms. The uh, I get like some people would describe it as I'm a bit. It looks Tourette'sy, mm. but it's only in these very stressful moments that get like like. But they like, think, like oh, he's South body. American. Like, That's just how they he's talk. Just dancing. He's like like a little. <laughs> he's yeah, dancing. He's, he's doing dancing. the Macarena. <laughs> it's South American. Thing. And there's something in my face. Like I get my my. I like. 
Like oh, so uh, you're on ecstasy. Yeah, like a like, dry mouth, like a of. dry mouth. Yeah. It's not you, like an ice chewing yeah. your yeah. lips. Yeah, you know, Mickey D has. A yeah, Mickey D has, uh, has like has a great joke. Is my teacher <laughs> that you can see his jaw just spinning around his head. <laughs> uh, we had so Mickey I, in here a couple of weeks ago. Actually, I've had stuff like that, and um, one of the things because I tried all the meditations, so I did the TM. So yeah, well, let's go into that. So uh, I went. Uh, I, did I want to um, meditation and and a lot of uh, the other uh, mindfulness apps. And the reason I was keen to talk to you specifically about TM because uh, uh, for our listeners, I've been always very positive about TM. So I kind of wanted to talk to you about yeah. it because you don't think it worked for you or you didn't know it because, didn't yeah yeah so i think it's worth hearing Ooh, the other okay. side of it so i i i'm what's this what does it stand for again transcendental meditation transcendental oh, it meditation. sounds like a, yeah it don't make like... two immigrants try and pronounce it please again. <laughs> transcendental transcendental yeah it always just sounds because of the dental it just yeah. sounds like <laughs> yeah true yeah. Uh, yeah, i focus on the it. scent because i'm obsessed with scented candles <laughs> transcendental. so you actually asked me about it a lot and i and i felt like i hopefully i gave you a good enough balanced yeah, view yeah, i yeah. said look oh, it's, it's great i said it's it's super effective for me my my acid reflux has stopped i'm sleeping better yeah. But I said to you, it's so simple. I'm not sure why it's so expensive. Yeah. And I don't, un- I don't trust their process necessarily. But the actual method, my God, it worked great for me. So yeah. that's all I said to you. And you, were, um, I'm in an hour again. Then you said, "Fuck it, I'll give it a crack." You were, yeah. yeah. So you dropped down the eight hundred bucks. So I did. I Was did. It yeah, yeah. I, or I, something. I think it's fifteen hundred. It's yeah. crazy. Fifteen hundred. Yeah, yeah. I did the thing. Um, it was uh, the the the. TM. Ceremony and the TM, the, the sorry, whole sorry, thing. Sorry, sorry, ceremony? Mm-hmm. There's a ceremony. Yep, of course there is. Yeah, so you have to bring flowers and fruits. I don't know why. I don't know why either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's just stop for a second. What are you talking about, a ceremony? And you... they give me my mantra. They give me my mantra, which is... But a... you're bringing fruit and flowers. Yeah, and, and, and the person who is teaching you does a little... Um, um, ceremony like looking at the person. Uh, what's a what's the, the name? Maharishi, Mahar- whoever the t- the teacher or whatever. It's 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 the equivalent of like a and in 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 army. This is all in the one session. No, 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 it's like four sessions. This is the starting of the first one. So it's like you know in army ceremonies and stuff like that where they have like a, the rave. Yeah, just very. It's 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 akin to that. It's you don't have to participate in it. You just have to let you that s- teacher do that thing. Do their thing. Okay, and it's, it's like, like it's almost like saying, "Hey, thanks for the knowledge." And respecting the moment, like giving giving the moment a bit of a importance. Thanks for the fifteen hundred bucks. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Okay. Um, so they they the guy was very nice. So he he taught me about the mantra. He gave me the mantra, and and well, what's, the, I, what's the mantra? Ooh. Well, I haven't said it mine because I'd like to keep it because the, the idea behind not saying the mantra yeah. is that because it's a mumble word, it's not a word that actually means anything. Uh, but the less attachment you have to it, the quicker you're able to get into a calmer state when you start thinking about the word. So, okay. you know so they I mean? give you a word. That they give you, you a word and you start to say it initially and then you slowly start to say it softer and softer and then you stop saying it pretty much forever. And so it only stays in as a memory in your head. So when, for example, I did it today, this morning when I woke up, and as soon as the word starts going through my head, like a Pavlovian response, my body's like, oh, it's time for us to chill out now. So 
if I say it out loud, it almost becomes tangible, something that, you know, you three of us have shared. So instead, uh, by keeping it this little thing in my head, okay, it I gets see. me to that yeah. thing quicker. So, so I think the same. They advise you not to tell anyone else. Yeah, I won't say it because there's people listening who... Who might have the same word. Yeah, you know, and you want it to be exactly if they have that experience themselves and they do like get a positive one like I exactly. did. You don't want to ruin it for them. I don't yeah. want to ruin the. So, thing. You see, so there I, could I be not, someone. Not really, I don't want to disrespect the thing they believe in. Yeah, and, yeah, and, yeah, and the thing that works for them because I, 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 uh, I totally believe when Dilruk tells me that it works for him. Like yeah. I, I, it works for you. Like yeah. uh, there's there's different ways of, uh, of, of is it of, just one word yes it's okay. a two syllable word for me is, yeah it was same for me as well two syllable so word. like well I guess low b- mass broom low no <laughs> no but, but like low ha yeah could be or low like, mass yeah uh, low mass but is it a made up word or is it a real word it's a made up word it's a made up I word but it's, it's, it's up the word. idea is it is a soft sounding word so yeah. you know how like swear Ooh. words like yeah, swear words like fuck and cunt yeah, have yeah. like a heavy end to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This okay, is a cool, lot of cool. more ethereal uh, yeah. sounding words that is meant to sound pleasant to your brain as it's been repeated. Yeah, in so you're like you're going, ooh, ah, ooh, yeah, ah, something like ooh. that, and then it yeah. eventually disappears where it's just in your head. Huh, yeah, exactly. And then you, yeah, okay, exactly. Cool. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, a yeah. slight difference between say something like uh, anapana bhavanava, which uh, meditation is like where you focus on inhaling and exhaling. It's the same technique where you're bringing your focus and attention into one yeah. particular thing, but unlike breathing, which is happens consciously anyway, this word is purely dedicated only to relax you. Yeah, does that make sense? So it's yeah. like instead of it being going, okay, now I'm going to stop and focus on my breathing. Well, I breathe anyway during the day and might notice it. This is only for those twenty minutes a day or twelve, you know, twice a day, or whatever. That this word becomes my part of my life. The rest of the time, I've forgotten the word. I don't care about it. It means nothing to me. Yeah. yeah. So it becomes purely a relationship. Of and, and the way I interpret it is, um, most of the um, mindful meditations that are you have to focus your attention in something are based on on sometimes senses. So you can you can make you can have, do meditation just staring at something at a point, and that's that's the point of focus. So whenever your mind goes away. You go back to the point and look at the point mm-hmm. that you're staring at. Uh, the breathing, so you can feel your, your your sensation in your nose or your your uh, chest. Um, sometimes it's um, like there's some praying beats where you focus uh-huh. on on the on the beats that you have in your fingers and yeah. you and you. Muslims do it a lot. They have uh, yeah they have prayer beats. Prayer and they beats. They just say the prayer over and over again. And there's also yeah. a sound you can play a record like ping, like a bell, and you fo- go back. Your focus point is the sound. Have you seen those Asian balls with the yes. like a yeah. some sort of uh, you just roll it around the edge yeah. of the ball and yeah. it just makes the noise. And all your focus is just to look, make sure that you're hitting that note the yeah. same tone. And then yeah. right then you scoop the last scoop of conflict. Exactly. <laughs> So what I think with TM is like you're going to focus – so you have a voice in your brain that is fucking up with you. That is your internal voice. Like you're thinking about stuff. Okay, let's work on that voice. Let's let's make that voice meditate. Let's make that voice to focus on one thing. So Because when you're focusing on one point outside of your body, is the voice is like blah, 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 blah. Ah. Oh, point. And you go, look at the point. But with TM, it's like blah, 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 blah. Hey, stop saying blah, 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 blah. Start saying the mantra. Yeah. So it's it's the focus is inside your brain. It's ah, it's it's, right. it's training that voice to say something different. Yeah. That's in, so much better than anything I've interpreted from it. That's such a good way of putting it. Instead of saying, "Hey, voice, look at the point," or "Hey, voice, listen to the sound," or yeah. "Hey, voice, focus on the breathing." 
And yeah, one of yeah, the biggest yeah. mis- misconceptions of meditation and mindfulness in general is people get frustrated when they get distracted and think they're not doing it well, quote unquote. Yeah. But I heard a really good analogy, which I might have mentioned on this podcast before, is just that idea of when you are distracted and you're bringing yourself to that place of focus again, that movement is the equivalent of, say, a bicep curl. Like yeah. holding the bicep yeah. like clenched uh, upwards isn't actually flexing the muscle. What the activity is is in extending yeah. and then retracting. Like that's how you build the muscle. Yeah. So that moment of bringing yourself from distraction to focus actually does heaps. Yeah. So don't get put out by the fact that, oh, my God, I spent so long thinking about it. That's fine. Just as long as you gave yourself those moments to come back to you the breathing. You did a breathing. mental push-up. Yeah, exactly, a mental <laughs> yeah. push-up. Come back to the breathing, come back to the mantra, whatever your technique is. Yeah. Don't be disheartened by the fact that you were distracted because distractions are part of it. You're yeah, only totally. human. Like, and if, even if you can get to that point, yeah. Like, yeah. like it's those things where it's like I do – I do a mindful one, which is 18 minutes in the sauna, right? Yeah. But it's that thing where it's like it starts off with your breathing. Starts... Sorry, Ben, why 18 specifically? Why uh, not 20? It, why not 15? It's just this is the, this is the one I did 10 strokes. to 18 <laughs> It's like 18, 18 minutes. It just, it's, that's the time that this guy did it. So he's got like a 10-minute one. So it's like it's my, it was called it was a meditation thing I did about ten years ago at work. Oh, okay, right, right, right. So, yeah. so and you have that in earphones. Yeah, so I have that. Sa- Are you worried about the device, the earphones being damaged by the heat of the sauna? Well, no, because it's a dry sauna. Uh huh. Okay. So if you get the sweat reduced ones, if you're in a steam one, you're in a bit of trouble. Yeah. But if you're in a dry sauna, which is the one I do, so it goes right. up to ninety two degrees. Right. Uh, then you sweat profusely, but the sweat is okay, so the headphones fine. Okay. It's just steam particles will get into the Bluetooth. Uh-huh. Uh, more than water, right? Because I so, that's funny, that's where you and I are opposite. I love the steam. Oh, I love it too. But and you like the dry one. I don't mind the dry one, but I prefer the steam one because it's quicker. Because I sweat more in the yep. steam one than I do in the dry version. But the one with I do it is because I do the so I do the breathing technique of the meditation uh, in the um, in the dry sauna, and then I jump into the drop ball and do the Wim Hof technique. Oh yeah, that's right. So then, but then because the dry sauna, so the shock of going from ninety six degrees, yeah. To twelve degrees in the pool is just it, it's it's I'm so addicted to it. It's, yeah, it's yeah, amazing. Yeah. I got to come great. with you at the yeah. So with TM and your experience. So so as you were saying, um, um, I it was giving me anxiety. It was giving me. Uh, uh, first of all, I, I was in the. I think when people try meditation in the worst moments, you think meditation is going to save your life. It's going to be that that medication. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And 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 you get angry like, come on, but it's just fucking help fix, me fix this shit, fix this shit because I'm dying inside. And I think you you should not wait to be in that moment to start meditation. I think the best way is to start meditation when you're in a good place. Yeah, interesting. And I think it's the same with working out. It's the same thing with healthy eating. Of course, it's a better motivation because you, you you when you you need to change something, but we don't you you don't have to change something. You just do it because it's an, another step up with your improvement. That's it's, fascinating. It's I like the way you frame that because I think a lot of people sometimes pick up a running habit or whatever, hoping that it'll solve this underlying issue. Yeah. And then once they do it long enough and the issue is still there, you're like, well, fuck, running doesn't work. Yeah. Not realizing that that was never the solution. It was just a part. You haven't fixed the problem that's underneath it. Exactly. Wow. I never looked at so, the so the, like the, that. Uh, I, 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 I had my moments with TM and I couldn't because I wasn't in the right place and I kept fighting and and trying to be you know nice with myself for because i i the the inner critic is it's, yeah. it's terrible and I, I like internal uh uh how do you call it uh, uh monologue 
No, in terms no, of just like you, you you're self, bidding up yourself. Oh, self flagellation. Self flagellation yeah. from yeah. from not doing things properly or for not yeah. fixing the problem. That oh, you have. I get you. So the less the TM was working, the more frustrated you're getting with yeah. the process and yourself yeah. thinking, yeah. well, this is and you if, start if resi- this, is a, this is another thing I can't do well right yeah. now. Right. You start resenting it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Like for example, with working out, it's the same. I go, I'm gonna work out. Uh, I'm gonna wake up tomorrow six uh, thirty, and and I'm gonna and and then I I don't do it. I hate myself. But if I go, I'm going to start working out whenever I feel like tomorrow and because I've got plenty of time. Mm-hmm. I don't need to plan my during the day. So, And instead of the, – the moment the, – the, the days I work out without knowing what I'm going to do are my best and more effective workout days. Yeah, wow. So I go like freestyle. Like, okay, I'm going to do some push-ups now. Okay. Oh, okay, I'm gonna do some jumping jacks. Oh, I feel like, and then I do a lot. You of, maverick. And then I do some. <laughs> and my brother was the one who told me that because I, okay, bro, uh, let's do 100 pushups, let's do 50 squats, let's do blah blah. blah. Like, yeah. and he's like, no, no, that's that's not how I do it. I just go, there's a chin up bar. I'm gonna do two, uh-huh. and then I'm gonna do some squats, and then I'm gonna do some stretches, and now I feel like jumping jacks, and now. More stretches. Oh, I can't and, imagine. And I like I like this because uh, this is not. And, the, and then you get. Uh, I so, hate it. Well, <laughs> I, uh, what I was going to say is it's not dissimilar to when we spoke to Karen Wheatley that that by having just showing up to the gym is the first habit former. You're just trying to get used to the idea of showing up to the gym is something I do on a weekly basis or yeah. a daily basis, whatever it is your your schedule is, and then giving yourself that freedom of going well once I'm there. I'll play it by ear and yeah. see how I feel. Yeah, and yeah. Then just kind of it's spoiled for choice. But then I guess what uh, does I understand? I understand why you say this, and and yeah, because I love I love a I love a system. I love a standard. I love a plan. I love a good plan. But uh, when I when the the problem with the plan is for me, when I plan and I don't do it, I hate myself. Uh-huh. Ah, uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm trying to not do no, that. I, I could have that. I could have used this chat before I went to India. <laughs> so my brother had a gym in his apartment complex. And because I when I went there the first two times, I wasn't in the mood of doing I was like, I'm gonna do chess today. Just gonna be fucked. And I did a little bit of it. And then the next day I went, I'm like, well, I'm meant to do legs today, but I don't really want to do legs. So I did it really half fast. Yeah. And then the third day I didn't bother going because I was like, I'm failing every time I showed up. And yeah. as you said, yeah. started to feel down on myself going, Well yeah. you're shit at that now or whatever. But instead if I thought to myself, no, just go there and see what you feel like. If you want to do a couple of pull-ups and if you want to just yeah. run around on the treadmill that's okay. Just yeah. be there for, let's say, hypothetically half an hour. Yeah. Just stay in those doors doing something. Whatever it is you feel like for half an hour, I would have had more fun with it. And then I you did something. I, I understand. I love the plan. Like at the moment, I'm, I'm doing a, a challenge of 100 burpees and 100 uh, lat pulls 100 bur- a day. And lat pull. So, so this is the text I get from him. I send him a message going, hey, can you do the pod today at this time? He goes, great. Do you want to work out beforehand? I can't run, but I can do 100 burpees and 100 <laughs> lat pulls. I'm like... The fuck are you talking about? <laughs> no, amigo. what I do, I do ten yeah. burpees, and then uh, you know the TRX. So I do ten, yes. ten burpees, and then ten lat pulls from yeah. through the TRX, and I, and then I rest, and then I do that ten times till I finish hundred. It takes me at the moment. Uh, I've I've done it for five days straight at the mo- so far. Uh, it takes me like forty-five minutes. Well, that's pretty good. But and I, what, I, I what rest. time do you get that during? I get that out in during the day. Morning, um, I, I, these five days that I've done it uh, has been the afternoon, and I walk. And and again, this is a nice time. Of, well, not in Melbourne, but it's at least yeah. there's, there's a bit 
there's a bit there's a bit more sunshine uh, at the moment and um what what happens when or oh, two questions uh firstly why those two exercises and yes. secondly what happens on the days that you don't have access to a TRX extender okay what, uh, so i i have access to the TRX uh, all the time all the time because I've, I've 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 got it with me you can hang it on a tree or you can hang it on a, on a door right so that takes I that element no of change. I have no idea what change. this thing is, but it sounds amazing. I'll show it to you later. Okay, we'll pull it out for the photo as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, uh, why those two exercises? Mm-hmm. So um, I've been I've, I've watched so much stuff on on fitness and exercise, and and you have to go back to basics. And um, I follow this guy called Steve Maxwell. I don't know if you heard of him. He's, no, he's no. an old guy who's been on the Joe Rogan podcast many many times. He used to, he was a jiu jitsu uh, trainer, and um, he still is. And he has. Uh, he's in his fifties. I think he's. He'll be sixty soon, or and um, he says like uh, one of the reasons people a um, uh, go to hospital when they're old, the number one and therefore is the beginning of your death, is falling over. Yeah. When you fall, and you break your hip or you break a, a big bone, and then you stay in bed and then you're gonna die eventually. Yeah. So the the. To age properly, because I just turned uh, I turned forty recently. I'm looking forward what, to. What you're forty? Yeah. So my and my dad aged pretty badly. My dad has no no strength in his legs. He's in a wheelchair, and um and I, and it it that's my motivation. I mm. don't want to age like my father. Uh, Max Steve Maxwell says that if you want to prevent falling when you're old, you have to strengthen the muscles that uh, you need from getting up from the ground. Uh-huh. Which is core, legs, and everything that involves balance. Uh-huh. So exercises like uh, yoga and burpees, which is just go to the ground and get up. Go to the ground and get up. Uh-huh. Go And you push with your arms and you, you do a squat. So um, that's, that's, one I, that's one reason. The other reason is every time you work out, if you want to do a full uh, body ex- uh, workout, you need to do a push. A pull, legs, core. Yes. And cardio. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So you have all the elements. So a burpee has four of those five. They've got the push, the core, the legs, and the cardio. You just need pull. Right. And that's where the TRX That's why in. I do the TRX. Right. So this is not a, a, a super exhausting workout, but I'm no, I know I'm moving every part of my body. Right. And I'm covering everything, and I'm not... I'm, I've, I can do it again the next day. I'm not super tired because I didn't lift any heavy weights. Yeah, yep. And uh, is this, this is more getting the mind to like in the in the mode of working out every day, uh-huh. and also doing something that is actually good for you. But it's not. I'm not. I'm not hitting my my heart rate super high as, for example, Dilruk will do running. Yeah. Or or I'm not. I'm not lifting massive weights. It's just my weight. Like me. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> but it's 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 healthy. Right. Right. I'm, yeah. And I'm getting up from the ground a hundred times, times a yeah. day. And this sounds Ben. I don't know if you remember. Sounds similar to something that Danny McGinley said. Yeah. That he focuses a lot on leg workout because that's the one thing that undoes people when they're sixty or when they're seventy plus or whatever. Remember, he said something like that. And there's the yeah yeah because on the same episode we talked about the test that Michael Mosley does is in his BBC special is that the big test is getting getting out of your seat. 
So there's one thing yep. about catching yourself fall, but as an old person, if you can't get out of your seat, that's the end. That is the end yeah. of you, which is then your leg work. So there's like a test that you have to do at your certain age that you have to be able to sit down and stand up 15 times with a certain amount of time. The simple right. test that they do that you want to make sure that you can, at your age grab, that you can still get up and sit down in, and have that strength in your legs. Because yeah. as soon as you see that or you, or you lose your balance, like my father-in-law has suffered some pretty uh, significant health issues. But what the doctors absolutely love is his balance, that he's still quick, that he can still catch himself. Right. And even though he's in his 80s now, he can catch himself that they're even less worried. Regardless of the other physical things, but as soon as you fall over and you can't walk, he still walks, he still yeah. catches himself. It's a, hu- it's a huge win for uh-huh. him. It's, yeah. Uh-huh. Right. It's massive. Yeah. yeah. And so five days in a row now so far. Yeah. And I- is the plan one- every day for like- For a month, yeah. For a month and see so, yeah. Because this reminds me of something you told me last year. I think we are in fact on a cruise ship together when you were just starting your TM and stuff. Okay. So and, you told me, <laughs> and you told me about uh, pull-ups. Yeah. Yeah, chin-ups or whatever you want yeah, to call it. Yeah. That you couldn't do one. I couldn't. And yeah. then, so tell us about how you... So I got... I, um, the, the first time I did one pull-up was after I turned... I think it was in my 30s. I never was never able to do a pull-up Which, which when is I was so young. fascinating when you look at Ivan. He's like trim, he looks strong. You'd assume it'd be easy, but it's a different set of muscles. You look like... Yeah. A, like you, I'd say, you know, you rock climb, you can pull yourself up, all that kind of jazz. Yeah. I I say there's there's great shape well, and, and healthy shape. <laughs> I consider I'm not in great shape. I consider I'm a healthy shape. You dance heaps. You do a fucking. You but know. I'm not like fully defined or, or okay. abs or well, in big pe- muscles. People I'm, will but say I'm one, healthy. I look one, healthy. One yeah. of your gala spots, you do this massive stretch at the in oh, the yeah. middle of the bit. Like you actually almost your balls almost strike the floor. A Van Dam stretch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ivan Dam. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I got the episode title podcast so for this podcast started. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So you so, couldn't. You only could do one or something. I could. Like yeah. And um. Then I got to ten. It was my 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 one of my biggest accomplishments in my life to be able to do ten pull ups. At the moment, I'm doing five. Yeah, I have it, to admit, I see guys at the gym do it, and I can so, I can do maybe one. But you you but started you, with the the bands and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's what so, I want people to hear cause, about. Because where I used to, uh, where one of the places I used to stay uh, while I was a gypsy, a, a gypsy every time I came to Melbourne, I had uh, a park next to the house with a with a pull up bar, and I put the, the 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 elastic band that helps you 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 hook the band on your on your feet. On your foot, and then the the band it's an eight to assisted, two, assisted yeah assisted, yeah, yeah. assisted pull ups, and I did lots of those. And then this this bar in this park was very cool. You can lower it down and do and do the 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 pull up, but when when um, with your feet touching the ground, so it's like a um, row, like a hang, kind of like an like an inverted uh, row. Yeah, okay. So you're on the ground and you're pulling up like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, okay. the, like an, I think it's called it's almost inverted, like a TRX, inverted right? row. So yeah, yeah. Similar. So at the so. moment, I, I'm, I'm, I've, 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 I bought the apartment. I've got a chin up bar at home, and I'm like, I'm, I'm. We're gonna meet soon. Yeah, my old friend. Yeah, but um, <laughs> I'm doing this TRX thing, so I can, I can feel a bit because I'm gonna hate myself knowing that I'm not. I was able to do ten, and I can I can only do four. Have you gone back? You feel? No, I I know I know that I'm I'm focusing. You know the thing about the intention when you do the movement. No. So you have to focus on on the muscles that that you're working on. So with the TRX, uh-huh, uh-huh. you 
I think I know you what have you mean. to like, focus on the intention. Okay, so these are the muscles that are supposed to be working, and then visualize them. Visualize then, the back then, muscles then, in that moment. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then when you're pulling, you're like, oh, and it actually changes when you're distracted and you're doing the movement to where you're actually focusing. Which is it, what my mother did for harder. years through Feldenkrais. So it's that a sense of awareness through movement. Uh-huh. Which is a real big movement in itself that if you are aware of that movement and you are present and you can yeah. picture it, that the, the, you're actually doing the activity before your muscles actually even do it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that's pretty, yeah. That's, that's. And so you're connecting. Yeah, you're yeah. Connecting the, the, it's a huge the, thing. And, yeah, yeah. and you can go back to your childhood and connect with certain parts of your body that you can remember when you were doing that particular activity. It's really, really powerful. And it's something that my mum did. Yeah, she was a you know a practitioner for nearly twenty five years, and that she would run these classes. And I I don't know if I gave the example here, but it's that thing where I had my year twelve exams, and Mum's like, "I'll give you a Feldenkrais practitioner, but I need you to focus on 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 your on your on your legs." So she would just push at my feet the whole time, pushing my feet, playing with my hips, straight arm, wow. back, pushing for an hour and a half. Then I got up. She goes, "What do you feel?" I was like, "I feel taller." She's like, yeah, yeah, you do. You, wow. you strategy, you feel taller. And I was like, yeah. And I, when I walked out, because I felt taller, I felt more confident. Walked into the exam, gunned it. No. And it was wow. just like, it was yeah. just like that awareness of what's my body doing now? What is it feeling? Oh, oh, well, that's like, so it's that. And when you see people that are that in tune, and you see it with yoga instructors as well, like, where, you know, you're that in tune with your body, you don't have to be that physically ripped or well. But yeah. if you're aware of the movement, movement yeah. in that moment, it's like it's it's a power. It's like a yeah. like it's a power that it, it's you didn't another know meditation. You had. Yeah. yeah, yeah, spot yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. So we need. I mean, yeah, we, yeah, me we and Ben, we we've always get to some really meaty stuff yeah. and run out of time. Because I want to finish but, something about the meditation. That's what I want yeah. to get. Yeah, to. yeah. I want to finish that. So uh, didn't work for me. Uh, How I, long did I, you do it for? Uh, the the twenty minutes in the morning. Twenty. No, minutes no, no. Yeah. How long did you stick with it before you like uh, four three, months? Three, four months. Three, four months. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and but then I tried again with more apps and doing just a normal focus on your breathing, mindful meditation, didn't work. And then I, I, I started being grateful, but con- uh, consciously grateful yeah. to. Mo- and I think that's a way of telling your voice in your brain, start saying this instead. And uh, so. Uh, uh, that's my meditation. I, I don't have to, I can do it anytime. I can do it for two seconds. Mm-hmm. And I know that that brings me back to back to where I am. And like, it reframes your focus from yes. a sense of victimhood to going yes. how appreciative yeah. you are. So I do it every day, all day. And I, also to- like here, just a, a couple of times I thought, this is fucking great. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, and to know you guys and to do a podcast that is actually positive and, and will inspire people, I'm like, yeah, this is. This so, what is was the, really so what's good. the trigger? Cause like, Because so like, oh, I, I, I do a similar thing, but it's this around my wrist. It's the blue band. Okay. So the blue band reminds me. To be grateful? To, yeah, or just oh, to go. Cool. It actually is It's based on, oh, you are good at this. So it's yeah. a podcast again that we did with Glenn Robbins. Yeah, it's right. sort of a mantra. And it's kind of the thing. It was like, you know, in this moment, I'll be with my kids. I just got our first merch idea. Let's oh. get bands that say <laughs> you're good at this. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's kind of. Well, you, you love this. So it says Grace. <laughs> 
<laughs> that is similar to gracias. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good, <laughs> which is thank you in Spanish. <laughs> but it was that thing where it's like I um I I got it because I, I wanted to write it. You are good at this, right? And yeah. just as a reminder. But then I couldn't find like like a band. And I was and I was you could order a big chunk online, but I didn't want to buy like a hundred or a thousand. So I found this in an upshot with Teo, and I was like upshopping, and then and then so I put it on there, and I was like, oh, this is a good reminder. Like it's just that thing was like you are good at this, but it became a tool. Yeah. Which I didn't expect it to be yeah. was to be quite grateful. And so this <laughs> moment where I was like, I'm with my with my son and we're playing in the park. Yeah. And he fell over and I was talking to him in a calm voice and just turn and, and I put it and I was like, Yeah, I know I am good at this. You are good at this. Mate, I'm a good I'm I a can't good at believe this is the first time you're telling me this. I know, like, it's, this it's, is it's such been a couple a, yeah. This is what we should have done for merch like <laughs> soon enough. Yeah. Because I, because I swear when we talked about corporates um quite chunk like a lot in this podcast but that is the one thing that pulls me through when I'm having that panic when I'm having this feeling of going fuck I can't believe these people are paying me this yeah. much money and I'm about to bomb and then I have Glenn Robbins's voice in my head going you're good at this and I'm like yeah. oh yeah I am and then I yeah. bomb anyway but at least well, for that moment <laughs> well what I do what I do is is I am um, and I was going to say that before when we talk about the corporate shows um every time I go on stage now it doesn't have to be corporate or anything I say i think inside thank you for like i'm grateful to do the job that i love to do and that changes everything on stage everything and um my reminder i don't have like a a a band or or but um i think it was uh derek was saying about the 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 bicep curl or 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 the push-up um the more i do it every day and it it feels like meditation because it brings me here Mm -hmm. and grateful to this moment and um I bought a thing in, in, in Japan. I went to celebrate my 40th in Japan. And uh, it is is the kanji, the Japanese kanji of the word thank you. Oh, yeah. And uh, I have it in my bedroom and I can see it when, I, when I'm in bed. So last thing I do before going to sleep, I think about the day and I'm grateful for all the things I did. And that first thing I do in the morning, I see the thing and I go, this is great. And for me, I think... My trigger is Australia because I'm an immigrant. And I am so grateful to to this country. Yeah. Every time I have, and I'm so connected to food. Every time I eat delicious food, I just had almost around the corner had a, a pumpkin cheese and 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 rocket toasty that was delicious. Mm. And I was like, yeah, how lucky I am mm. to be eating. <laughs> so good. I know to be eating. That's so good. Uh, we've uh, we've talked about this about how uncomfortable. You and I feel sometimes when we have our mates who are, you know, very like strong, politically driven, yeah. and saying Australia is fucked and this is a fucked country. And you're like, you guys don't know fucked. <laughs> like, you don't, you don't know how. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Australia has a lot of mistakes <laughs> that it could be so much better. Without a doubt, it could be yeah. heaps better. But. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Trust us. Yeah. It's, it's a common thing. It's I mean, common, like that yeah. show we talked about, my show title, Immigrateful. Like, yeah, Immigrateful, it, it, yeah. It really kind of summed up how I felt because it is like, thank you for the... Op- I, had a, I had two dream jobs, an accountant and stand-up comedy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. sure, I could have got versions of that in Sri Lanka as well. But, you know, to be able to do it here... Uh, it's so valuable and gratitude is something that like I've said before I, I'm so I'm grateful that I'm quick at gratitude like it's yeah. nice that it's a muscle yeah. memory thing for me now yeah, I yeah. just do it and, yeah. but and I just want to quickly say there's something else as well Ivan that you told me was um, the importance of your alarm that you wake up now like if, without any meditation so like you set yourself a time regardless of what your yeah. work schedule is yeah and uh, what is it for you is it 8 a.m uh, Seven thirty-eight. Yeah, yeah. That no matter whether he's nice. touring or <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that waking up gives you that 
bit of regularity, a bit yeah. of uh, routine to it. Yeah. So, sorry, yeah. Ben, you were going to say something? No, no, no. I was just saying because you, like, you understand the value of being grateful and it's become yeah. your meditation and it's something that uh, Dill has. Uh, but I think it's just a reminder for our listeners because we do talk about it a lot on the podcast. But I, it's only in the, maybe in the last couple of months where it takes time to be able to actually genuinely feel it and do it. Yeah. And like meditation, yeah. you might, you, there'll be moments that you might not be able to do it, but it's like a muscle like any tool. Can, yeah. This is so crass, but it's not meant to be crass. I'm just trying to find something that we all do that we have a moment to stop. And I can only think of pooing. Like we all poo once a day. I wonder whether that's like a – I know, I know. I'm not trying to be – I know, I know, no, no. But it's just that moment instead of being on our phones, instead of, you know, reading like, uh, you know, whatever it is you do on the dunny, just maybe use that moment knowing that, hey, yeah. this is where things can stop. No one's going to interrupt me while I'm taking a shit. Yeah. How about just sit down and go, okay, three things that you're grateful for. Yeah. yeah. Some people write it down in a journal at the pool. end of the night. <laughs> great pool. Great, but, but I, great I, pool. Yeah, <laughs> that's why we've invented it. Great pull. But I think, pool I think it's a reminder that, again, like meditation, it like it takes time and it might not be uh, the best way for it. But like you said, that it's embedded a part of your life. That yeah. You can hear you know, the moment like, oh, I am grateful for doing this podcast, right? I am. What I love about now is I think it's such an important technique and it develops so much positivity. But what is nice, it's now been associated away from religion because I think quite often a lot of being being grateful and stuff is, you know, I'm grateful to the Lord for this, yeah. this, and this. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But now it's become a separate thing and it's been it's something that you develop yourself. Yeah. It becomes a very yeah. personal thing. And so, again, like, you know, the band thing was something in the making for some time, yeah. but it's just like I was like, I don't know if it'll work. Like I wanted to have another trigger at the moment because, you know, it's 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 quite a you know a psychosomatic kind of thing where you know there's the red dot wall that if you see a red dot, some people put red dots over their apartments and when they stop, they think about what they're feeling right there at that moment. Yeah, so it's a trigger. Yeah, it's a trigger. Yeah, right. So it's that thing where it's like, well, you know, if it comes naturally, amazing. But it's a trial and everything. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And 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 don't feel bad if you think about the same thing over and over again. If it's the yeah, if it's your, it, you know, you're grateful that your mum still does your washing at 35. That doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how trivial it is, but. Yeah. It's it's that good thing where you can you can enjoy that moment. Uh, and and what I like about this, it works for me because it's not about planning twenty minutes in the morning, twenty minutes in yeah, the, uh-huh. and and fifteen minutes. You can do you can be grateful for two seconds, and that's it. Yeah. Yes, that helped. That's and then that habit's already yeah. now forming where yeah, you yeah. just go. Can we just finish up? We have to wrap up, but can you Here finish up by telling people about that particular trip to Japan that you did in your really darkest time? Yeah. And something that a mate of yours said to you that was just a big penny drop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so oh, I don't know how to say this in a quick well, way. Yeah. Um, so I went to Japan pretty much immediately after uh, the, the big breakup. And um, it was the first time ever traveling by myself. And I picked Japan because I wanted... Um, there was a bit of a, it was a positive thing about Japan, but it was about a, how do you say when you, in spite, you do something in Oh, uh, yeah, like spite. a fuck you? Yeah, like a fuck you. Yeah, so. Um, were you always we, planning to we, go to Japan? We always planned to go to Japan together. <laughs> and I went, no, Japan is part of my story. Japan is mine. I'm yeah. going there first. Right. And um, it, it became my thing. Right. And I've uh, been there three times so far. Um, so. Uh, uh, I met a, a a bunch of great people. Long story short, um, we went on a on a pub crawl. Uh, started at seven o'clock at night. It ended at seven o'clock in the morning. Um, and just a guy from Colombia who is not a really good friend, and and, and he'll be great to have in a, this podcast. <laughs> has so many good stuff to say. And he uh, was in a mate before you went to Japan. No, right? No, no, right. no, no. So uh, I met him 
a few days before that night. And then he organized a bunch of people together to go to. It started 14 people and it ended the two of us. Yeah. His name is Oscar. And uh, he, he, all night I was, I was, I was asking myself, like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, what am I doing? Like, my life's changed so much. Now I'm in Japan with strangers. <sighs> just everything has changed in my life. Because so you were much. always, you told me it was always about you and her. It was yeah. the team. It was we everything. Were the two of us. Your sense of identity was not separated from her in your Absolutely, life. Absolutely. So yeah. now here you are. It was us always, never me. Even the career, everything, was, everything, everything was for, for yeah. the team. So I was, and I was, uh, it got to a point where I was very loud about it. What the fuck am I doing here? Like, and getting drunk with these strangers. And then uh, on the way back to to our different accommodations, this Oscar lives in, in Osaka. He was like, in, in Spanish, he's from Colombia. He's from Colombia. He lives in Osaka, but he's from Colombia. And he said, hey, man, I, I don't know you. And uh, you've been saying all night that that um, you don't you don't know what the fuck you're doing here. I'm gonna tell you something. I don't know you, and I think you are you're a great guy. I don't know you, but you're, I th- you have this thing that I think you're a nice guy. And let me tell you, whatever it happened, I don't know what happened, but whatever it happened, you you are you you did the right thing. And I started crying like like a like from the bottom of my guts. Just then we get off the taxi and we're going to separate there. And he's like, I know why you came here. You came here for me to tell you this. And he, he, he tapped on my chest and he goes, does it hurt? And I go, yeah, I I couldn't stop crying since he started talking. It hurts. Yeah. It hurts because you're being born again because in every birthing nature, something breaks and there is pain. Wow. Mm. And then, and then, and remember me when you're going back to Australia. Everything's going to be fresh and new, and you're going to be. This is going to be a new you. And, I, and he says, "I'm not religious, but I'm. I'm always grateful to. I believe in the sun." So he looks at the sun because if it wasn't, he said, "I'm translating," but he, mm. the words were like, "If it wasn't for that motherfucker, mm-hmm. we'll all be dead." Right. And um, so every day, wake up and be grateful to to Father Son. Yeah, right. And uh, and um, yeah, when I arrived to Australia, I got uh, I did a gig and I got a to to perform the Just for Life Sydney uh, comedy festival at the Opera House right after, straight after that, straight after. That's like yeah, like that's a week after landing from Japan. <laughs> I do love that. I've thought I think about that a lot. I've said that to my brother. Uh, it is so true that we forget that. There is a pain associated with change and bringing it back to birthing. Like when you come into this world from the womb to real life, you're in agony. The babies are screaming for bloody murder because it's all painful. But that's what happens when you're born. The mom's screaming. Everyone's screaming. It's a painful process, but something beautiful is about to happen because life is about to start. And if you review or reframe a particular pain that you're going through, whether it's a breakup, a death in the family, it's not dismissing of the pain. That's what I like about it. Because one of the dumbest things you can do, oh, just get over it. Fuck that. No, feel it. Allow yourself to feel that pain, but know that this pain is a good pain. Because you are changing. You're yeah. changing forever and you're being reborn. 
Beautiful. Amazing. Fucking love it. Ivan Aris the Gieta. I wanted to um, plug something, but no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. No, no, There are plugs. Uh, comedy festivals Talk that you're us. doing, the tours. Yeah, the tour, uh, the show called Piñata. Mm-hmm. And it's also, it's about breaking to, to get the, breaking things to get the candy. Nice. And, yeah, great. And, um, but I'm, uh, I haven't told you guys, uh, I started recording a self-funded cooking show at home oh and i've recorded 10 episodes so far they're being uh edited at the moment it's oh, called lovely it's called about this much the most inaccurate cooking show online <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's a bit of comedy in it so if, you, if uh, when this comes out if people want to google ivan uh, just go i'm gonna put it on instagram tv and and facebook and youtube so okay. follow me on instagram and and facebook Which ivan is instagram is uh, at ivan comedy uh-huh. And um, if you go Ivan Comedy Facebook, will be a similar. Okay, similar yeah, cool. Yeah, I'll check me. that out. I mean, that's, that's we did, super exciting. Yeah, that's very exciting. About this much. And uh, Benny, you've got Love Handles. Yes, Love Handles. Selling well. Uh, Fitbit people, I love it. Uh, buy tickets, bring your friends. It's a show not just for Fitbitians, but for people who have been through the journey. Um, and a big thank you to, again, uh, I don't. Uh, you need to understand how much you've shaped the show because there's a show about how I worked for Weight Watchers and I got sacked. That is in there. You shaped that show. But come to the show, put a question in the Cocoa Pops, and uh, love to see you there. Great. Uh, I'm, uh, my show's called Victorious Lion, touring most <laughs> of the major city. <laughs> I like that you do that every time. Um, uh, Perth, uh, Adelaide, Brisbane, Canberra, Sydney, Melbourne. All over the world. country. Probably Edinburgh yeah. at some point soon as well. But uh, we are uh, very grateful. Uh, we'll most likely be doing a live pod during the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Yes. Uh, and with merch. With the merch idea. Yeah, now, I know. I know. This is and fun. Uh, and also, Dilruk Jay at uh, social media has been long. As comic and Fitbed pod for everything. Sorry about the last minute plugs because it was such a. You're right. It was a beautiful ending yeah. to that pod. But you gotta I, have plugs. But you gotta <laughs> have yeah. plugs. Yeah. It was so wonderful, <laughs> mate. Genuinely, thank you so much for doing. My pleasure. Yeah, thank totally. you so thank much. You. So much. Beautiful. Oh man, incredible. Take care, buddy. See ya.